Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Tuesday Flicker. I am your host, John Murray, and uh, yes, we did a episode a uh, few hours ago, so to speak, of sometime this afternoon, and now we're back. Uh, actually, it's about eight minutes to about 12 o'clock, and we're already starting off a hearing uh, to go on to a, another day. Um, I know we did one earlier. We had a couple more things I want I wanted to mention, and... Uh, and here in maybe a few more minutes, uh, the first subject I will bring up is something that is probably, I'm going to say, we're going to say it's near and dear to the heart, and we'll, we'll talk about the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals here very shortly, and um, we'll talk about some good things, and we'll talk about some bad things about the Bengals, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, for those who have been from, uh, for the very, joining for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so, and as I always stay, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your you know, your neighbors, your co-workers, random person on the street, uh, somebody in a convenience store, somebody in a grocery store, whomever you need to invite, please invite them on in. As I'm trying to, as we're trying to grow and grow and grow that much more. We're trying to get a much bigger, a much bigger audience out there. Uh, for those of you from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, and I said your co-workers, you know, your neighbors, random person on the street, you know, somebody at the convenience store, grocery store. Uh, I don't care if you can bite tonight in the hardware store, but listen to listen to, to the uh, listen to the podcast, uh, please. Please ring in, please come in, come in all. Like I said before, we talked about the football, but there's nothing more than that. I get involved in politics or religion or, any, or anything like that. This is strictly football. And that's exactly where it's going to stay, strictly football. Now, for those who uh, you might have a question involving football, like I said before, I'm on Facebook. Uh, if you need, to, if you want me to, if there's a question that you want me to answer here on this podcast, I will certainly do so. Any football question, it doesn't matter what the football question is. You know, ask it. I'll do the best I can to answer it, and I will certainly take time out in each and every episode to certainly answer answer you know fan questions. I certainly don't mind listening to listening to my fans. Uh, not at all. I mean, uh, for what little bit I might have, I know that I have. I know there's a couple people that are pretty much random listeners, and uh, and I kind of know who they are. Um, I know one particular person, a gentleman I used to work with, and there's another particular gentleman that I used to do uh, something, and I'll promote. I'll promote it. Is um, EFED wrestling, and uh, those who do not know what EFED wrestling is, the long definition, of very short, is particularly it's um, creative writing. That's about that's about what it is, and uh, trust me, I've, I've done the uh, the fighting world for probably about twenty, I think about twenty one, twenty two years, something like that. And trust me, there are some very creative minds that I've worked with over years, all those years, and some very intelligent, intelligent men and women that I have worked with. Um, I don't really do the fighting thing anymore now. For those who I know, there have been people that want to try to be get me back into the, to the uh, EFETI game and creative writing, and I'm certainly thankful from the bottom of my heart. I mean, I'm glad they enjoyed the character that I've done for, you know, for all those years. I've done several characters, um, but I appreciate, now I appreciate all the offers in the world to me right now. It's just my heart, my mind's not into the EFETI world, and of course, like I said, like I do this podcast, I do a lot of, I do a lot of work. As I work one thirty to 10, that's my shift. On my job, I sleep during the day and um, work at night. I don't really have a chance to do much. It's like when I have to do this podcast, I have to do it like on a day off, like 
hands a day, or you know, or maybe if I, if I feel like I'm not too tired, I have to cut. You know, and I will do one. You know, when I get home from work, when uh, the house is quiet down, and it's just me and maybe maybe my cat cat room with me right now. But other than that, that's those. That's kind of about it. Um, and for those who don't do not listen to Anchor, you do not need to worry. I'm on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public. I'm on those, those as well. Uh, hopefully, others, other you know people that hold all podcasts, hopefully will reach out to me and they will ask me to you know, come forward to their um, and come forward theirs. And hopefully that it happens to be the case at some point in time. Like I said, uh, here in June will be two years that I've done this podcast, and it's kind of hard to believe that I've done it, but um, I have done so. If you have a question that I can't get you to get it to me on Facebook, right? you can ask me a question on Spotify. Spotify has, I think, a section where you can reach out, and I can certainly answer, answer any of your questions. Like I said, any football question will be answered. It doesn't matter if it's, like I said, about a head coach, coordinator position, a particular player, your team, uh, maybe some fantasy football tips for 2023. Um, I know the um, it won't be much longer to think about it. People will start scouting for the NFL draft, and I'm sure we at some point in time down the road we'll talk about the NFL draft. Uh, some experts will already give their opinions on the um, on the NFL draft as the playoffs, you know, playoffs continue to uh, dwindle down to the, to the two teams on the face of the Super Bowl. Again, you know, maybe, maybe at some point in time before the draft, maybe I'll be finding tell why people will get drafted, where and why they should be drafted. But I'm not going to do it right now because it's a little too early, in my opinion, to do something like that. Uh, experts are having, having fun. Certainly have a blast, blast with it right now. Right now. Um, I can't think of anything else I really want to talk to you guys about or anything else with this. We'll jump, we'll jump right, we'll jump right into things right now. We'll talk about, we will talk about my uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And Cincinnati Bengals, they had an impressive victory yesterday over the, um, I guess we could still say yesterday, because it's still two minutes, you know, to midnight. So we'll, we'll say yesterday for the sake of argument. They had an impressive victory over the Buffalo Bills. And they looked very well as the, of course, I didn't get a chance to see the game. I caught highlights, of course. You know, I work is, I usually work on Sundays, it's a business day or other week for me in the, in the business that I do. So, um, but again, the Bengals look impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, Burrow, a couple of touchdown passes, Jamar Chase, I believe caught both touchdowns. Uh, Joe Mixon finally had one of those decent games where he's capable of doing it. He did over 100 yards in the defense. Did did a, did a nice job on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And to me, they did a pretty good job with Stephon Diggs. I caught like four passes. And Stephon Diggs uh, was uh, highly upset Josh Allen. As he saw that, that ran on the sidelines. And we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into Stephon Diggs and their chickens much later, much later in, the, in, the, um, in this episode. And now, I mean, I know that this is anything else they're having. They've been. A very ticked off group because of the, because we're all about the, the coin flip thing and and if if they hadn't lost yesterday it would have been Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs going to Atlanta and now it's going to the Bengals 
Kansas City Chiefs a rematch the AFC Championship game, and it will be held in Kansas City. And I'm sure that since anything will be downside, I'm probably not happy about that because, uh, granted, I think the Chiefs have one more win than the Bengals over the media, and the Bengals actually did beat the Chiefs at some point this season, so the Bengals probably could probably get ticked off and make an argument about that alone. But everybody has really has been that chip on the shoulder about that. You know, Joe Mixon's gone tweet tweet about it. Now you've had it was a Joe Burrow after the game that saying what's he making after the game saying that uh, he apologized to all the fans of that day, you know, bought tickets to see the Bills, the Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. Because a lot of people felt like it was the Bills, the Chiefs were going to the AFC championship game, that's what it had been. I think probably getting reared upon for the last several weeks now. And I think Zach Taylor, Coach Zach Taylor, pretty much uttered the same words. Maybe he used the same words that, you know, Joe Burrow did, but pretty much condensed this, came out and said the same thing. Now, I certainly get the Bengals' point of view is that everybody kind of just overlooked the Bengals. And, I mean, last year people over, overlooked the Bengals and they kind of like snuck in the back door and they got a chance to go to the Super Bowl, which they lost. Now, of course, the Bengals have been to three Super Bowls. They're 0-3. Now, if they can somehow get past Kansas City this week, this will be the fourth Super Bowl they've gone to if they get past it. But are, yeah, but are the Bengals going to be the, the Minnesota Vikings, the Buffalo Bills, teams that have been to Super Bowls and can't have one big one? That becomes a question mark. But first is first, they have to get past Kansas, have to get past Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I get it. I get it that my Bengals have got the chip on the shoulder because everybody thought it was going to be Buffalo, Buffalo, Kansas City, and people are printing tickets off. That's what was going to happen, and they put a chip on. They put a chip on Cincinnati's shoulders, and again, they went out there and they proved people. They proved to people that maybe that maybe everybody's underestimating Cincinnati. Now, to me, I find it hard to believe. Okay, last year I might have I might have bought I might have bought last year. Now, I might have bought last year's excuse as people overlooked Cincinnati last year. Okay, I could bought the excuse. But this year, I don't know how people could overlook Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati got off to a slow start. They got off to an 0-2 start. And people thought, here we go. Cincinnati was just a, you know, it was, it was a, last year was a fluke. Last year was a fluke. And then all of a sudden, they started ripping off wins. And then they started beating teams like Kansas. They beat Kansas City. And they started beating, and they started beating teams. And again, and it kicked in. The offense struggled at first. Joe Burrow struggled at first. Of course, we all know Joe had a, I believe he had to get his appendix removed, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. And that kind of slowed Burrow's progress as the season began. So we were kind of worried. But once Joe got healthy, got going, the thing was offense got going. Um, you know, and defensively, I got to be the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Doesn't get, I guess, the credit that it deserves. I mean, to be honest with you, they've done a pretty decent job. I mean, they don't get the, for maybe the top 10 recognition, but they've played fairly well this year. I mean, there's times when the defense has played better than the offense, I really believe. And the defense, and the defense don't get a lot of credit, and they played well this past Sunday, you know, against, against Josh Allen. You know, and some people are saying, you know, I think Steve A. Smith said maybe the Bengals might be the most dangerous team, you know, left. Of the final four, of the final four teams. Now, to me, I would say the Philadelphia Eagles. What I've seen of the Eagles against the Giants, I personally feel the Eagles are the most dangerous team 
But again, everybody, each, each, everybody, each has their own opinion on that. And I certainly understand CBA Smith Kelly here. He's giving the big ones some respect. Well, the big ones feel they're not getting any respect. And the big ones have come out and said, well, they, you, you have to remember, they are the reigning defending AFC champions. Now, again, the AFC goes right through Kansas City. Now, again, I'm sure the big ones have already ticked off already because the Chiefs are two and a half point favorites, I believe, by Vegas odds. And I guess because maybe games in Kansas City, maybe the home field advantage in that in that regard, maybe that's the reason why. Now, certainly going in this game, we all know that Patrick Mahomes in his high ankle sprain, it's been confirmed he has a high ankle sprain. Um, there could be a chance that Patrick Mahomes might not practice that much this week, if even at all, if at all. But I'm sure Mahomes is going to play. If Mahomes, if Mahomes could play in a wheelchair, I'm sure he'd play in a wheelchair and be out there throwing the football and swinging the football around. Now, yes, the Bengals defense has played, you know, has played fairly well this year. And yes, they will they will do their very best to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I can certainly assure assure you of that. And the biggest issue again would be would be Travis Kelsey. Now last year they dealt with Travis Kelsey and they dealt with Tyreek Hill. And they did a fairly decent enough job on both to where both of them didn't really destroy him. Now, I've always said this last year, I thought Chiefs jumped there to a quick lead, and I think the Chiefs took their foot off the gas, and the Bengals got back in, the Bengals beat them. Now, to me, yeah, to me, this is a point if the Chiefs had to get up on the Bengals by 10, 13, 14 points, or what, you know, whatever the case is, then, then the Chiefs need to put their foot on the gas and keep it on the gas, and don't, you know, don't ease off of it. Now, again, the biggest thing is, yes, I mean, Mahomes is Ankle is a concern. There's nothing wrong with his arm, but Patrick does like to do does like to move around his pocket a little bit, and that could you know, that could you know, that could hurt Patrick's that could hurt Patrick Mahomes' chances. He's not gonna be able to get out of the pocket as much as he would like to. But again, Patrick, you know, but then again, Patrick doesn't even get out of the pocket. Patrick can sit back. He can sit back probably on one leg and probably throw the ball left-handed about a 50 yards downfield and hit somebody. That's Patrick Mahomes, and that's how good Patrick Mahomes really is. Now, I'm sure the ankle might come into play on certain things. And again, it, if you got a high ankle sprain, it, it, it probably hurts a running back more. It would hurt a wide receiver, a tight end more. And in some instances, I'm sure it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have to move out quite as much. He's a good pocket passer. But again, he's got he, Yeah, but again, if, if he's going to st step in and pass, that right ankle still got hurt to be able to step up and pass the football. But we'll see. Interesting. The biggest thing is Travis Kelsey. I don't care if you got double team, triple team Kelsey. Yeah, limit. You got. You got to limit Travis Kelsey as much as possible. You know, if Juju Smith, if Juju beats you, if Marcus Scanlon beats you, if 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 Harden comes back for this game, if Watson beats you, then so be it. Kansas deserves it. They deserve the victory, no matter what. They deserve it. And if Kansas runs the ball for two hundred for two hundred fifty yards or something like that, they deserve the win. They deserve it. But you've got to limit what Mahomes can do, and you've got to stop Kelsey. You can do those two things. You might have a chance. If the, if, if, if the other offensive players beat you, so be it. Kansas deserves deserve to go to the Super Bowl. And that's to me. That's what that's what can't that's what Cincinnati is. Forte is now. Now, the thing about the Bengals is the Bengals are kind of having, in my opinion, way too much fun with this about saying that, um, hey, that 
you guys underestimated us. You had Buffalo and Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. But, um, again, like I said, you know, we're the reigning defending AFC champions. Everybody's overlooking us. And I think, and, and it's like, well, how much, how much longer can you overlook us? Now, now I've said in previous, in previous episodes, and I will continue to say this. This is the point I'm going to make. And I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. If you're going to, if you're going to beat Kansas City, get the Super Bowl, and try your best to win the Lombardi Trophy, you better do it. And you better do it right now. Because, again, I got to look ahead. Because we're looking ahead, I got to look at Joe Burrow. Now, Joe Burrow will be going through his fourth year, his fourth year in 2023. And Joe Burrow has done more in three years from his career than some people have done in 10, 11, 12 years from his career. And you think about all that. Well, Joe is going to eventually be on a, a hefty contract. Now, Mike Brown says he wants to keep Burrow. He wants to be his entire career. And Burrow wants to be there his entire career, which is right. But it's going it's to come at a hefty price tag. And I don't blame Joe Burrow. He sits back and he's got to look at it. He says, well, Josh Allen's going to pay the whole money. But has Josh Allen been to a Super Bowl? He has to look at Kyler Murray. You're paying Kyler Murray's money. Well, where's Kyler Murray? Where's Kyler Murray go? Deshaun Watson made two hundred million dollars guaranteed money. Hold on, has Deshaun Watson been to a Super Bowl? I mean, you know, and, you, know, and you got to remember, Burrow's been away for three years, and Burrow has done this. Burrow has taken teams to a Super Bowl, Brantley lost. This is the second year in a row he's taken his team to the AFC Championship game. And let's be honest with you, without Joe Burrow, the Bengals are nothing. Bottom line. I mean, do you, yeah, do you, who's the backup for the backup quarterback for Brandon, Brandon Allen? He's the backup quarterback. Do you really think he would take the Bengals, he, he would get the Bengals to the AFC Championship game? Heck no, he can't. Burrow is the reason why they're there. He's the reason why they're in the championship game. Now, again, I had my, again, I told a person at work, I said, I thought the Bengals had a chance to be Buffalo. But I was worried about the offensive line. That was the biggest key for me. And strange enough, the Bengals offensive line held up. Now again, going into this week's game, same concern I got. Can the offensive line hold up? That's going to be a concern. That's a concern for me. I mean, Frank Lark and Russia Pasher, so can Chris Jones. Those two guys are are certainly key elements in this game. Yeah, key. Now, if, if, if for some reason that Williams is able to come back, if Williams is able to come back, you know, yeah, if they get some offensive linemen back, it could get interesting. Now, again, you know, again, I get Buffalo's, you know, I get the Bengals' point of view. But with all disrespect, if, if they feel that they are disrespected, and I'm sure, you know, I'm, you know, but again, the Bengals, again, are having too much fun. And being a Cincinnati Bengals fan, guys, I don't care if Zach Taylor listens to this. I don't care if Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, you know, whoever you have, T. Higgins, whoever you can't see that Tyler Boyd, any offensive linemen, defensive players, coordinator, or even Mike Brown himself, which I'm, I'm guaranteed that I'd probably, probably listen to the podcast anyway because I'm a Joe Schmo. I hate to say it, nobody's going to listen to this podcast. Nobody like that anyway. Like I said, I got very limited, small viewership that I'm trying to grow on. But let's be honest with you. Guys, I get it. You ticked off. You go out there and you beat Buffalo. 
you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes anger can be a, a, a great motivation sometimes. But the bottom line is, guys, just, my thing is just shut up. Go out there and go beat Kansas City. Okay, I get it, you know, you need to shut up, you know, shut up, go out there, get the job done. That's what you got to do. And that goes for the Burroughs to the Jack Taylor. Just shut up and get the job done. Shut up. Go beat Kansas City. Go to the Super Bowl, whether it's Philadelphia or whether it's San Francisco. Go out there and what a damn, what a damn Super Bowl for the city of Cincinnati. Just shut up and go do it. I get it. I get it that you're all. I get it. I get it. And trust me, I get it. And trust me, and I'll be honest with you. I'm keen to me, I had that, yeah. And trust me, I have a mentality like that myself. I don't, yeah, and trust me, I have a mentality like myself. And I've come to that situation where I've, there's, like I said, there's a football league I've been in for many, many years. And every, yeah, and it took me 19 years in between winning a Super Bowl. And that motivated me, you know, and I got, it motivated, every single year I got motivated until I finally, until two years ago I finally broke the 19-year streak and finally won the Super Bowl. But the problem is when I won that Super Bowl, I got even more ticked off because it's like, you know what, I'm not waiting on 19 years. I'm going to do the best I can to, to repeat. And, and, you know, luckily, luckily I was able to pull that off to repeat. But again, I'm a person, but again, I have that Tom Brady mentality. It's like, for me, that's not enough. It's like, I'm not, it's like, okay, I won back to back, but I'm not finished. I'm not finished yet. I need to do, I need to do a three-peat. I need to put, I need to do a three-peat. I need, I need for people to sit up and take notice. Yeah. And for me, that's the mentality. And for the Bengals, the mentality should be is, use that anger. Go out there and destroy Kansas City. Put Patrick Mahomes back seven, eight times a game. Make, make Travis Kelsey catch two or three balls for 20 yards. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Now, again, the bottom line is, do stuff like that, you know. Stop the offense. Yeah, limit the offense. Try to limit the offense like you did to Buffalo. It's not that Cincinnati don't have a defense to work with. They do. Everybody talks about Burrow and Chase and everything else. But again, it goes back to the one thing. The bottom line is, this is where they've got to do their job. They've got to go, and they've got to win the Super Bowl here and right now. There is no time like the presence to go out and do it. Because eventually what's going to happen is players are going to want money. Joe Burrow's going to want money. And my gosh, if, if Deshaun Watson's worth $230 million guaranteed money, Nixon's right, you know, a guy like Joe Burrow can say, I want $240 million guaranteed. I mean, again, I'm not saying Joe's going to ask that, but the point being is this. He could ask that. Joe says, well, Jesus, if, um, you know, if a college gets paid 46, 48, 78 dollars a year, I should get paid 48 million, maybe 49 million dollars a year. Again, then it becomes a point where, okay, if you do that, can you pay that offensive lineman? You got T. Higgins. Higgins' contract's going to come up here very shortly. And I'm sure T. wants to be Compensated, and T. Higgins has been a very successful player since being in the uh, since being drafted from Clemson. He's going to want money, and again, you're going to lose. You're more than likely to lose Jesse Bates. 
you're gone. I like your two safeties. If I go in again, and the draft, and the draft was not a very good draft. Now, even though Hill and I think Britton had interception, but their draft was a very poor draft. I mean, I gave the draft a D. I want to give him an F, but I kind of I graded it kind of on a curve, and I gave him a D. And some experts felt that the draft might have been a D or an F. So at least I was long, I was on the same thoughts, you know, that the experts were thinking. At least I was kind of in that wavelength or something. But again, you know, again, and the thing about it is, I'll say this much about the Bengals that if they can somehow win a Super Bowl, go and win a Super Bowl, and I, like I said, I've always wanted the Bengals to win a Super Bowl, one Super Bowl in my lifetime, at least just one, just one in my lifetime, and this is the opportunity to do so. Now, they need to do it here now, because if they don't do it here and they don't do it now, then it's going to be, yeah, and come next year, people are not going to take the Bengals lightly anymore. I don't think I feel like the Bengals like it this year. The expressive things themselves says. Maybe last year, like I said, maybe last year I'll give you that. But this year, I don't give you this year. People didn't take it right. You got talent. But now it's time for it's time for that talent to put up or show up. And you got to go out there and you've got to beat Kansas City. I get it, you know, I get it, Burroughs beat them almost three times. Burroughs will have to do it a fourth time. They're gonna have to do it a fourth time. And if they can do it a fourth time. There's a fourth time and walk right and walk right in and go into the Super Bowl. Then they've got they've got to, they've got to. Now, a lot of experts have already got Philadelphia, you know, Philadelphia and Kansas in the Super Bowl. That's what everybody seems to have right now. Well I'm sure that's motivation for Cincinnati. Heck, I'm sure that's motivation for the San Francisco 49ers. Now what you know, the biggest what would be a kick in the pants? Here's the kick in the pants. What if you have the Bengals and the 49ers in the Super Bowl? Now, wouldn't it be, now wouldn't that be kind of a wouldn't it be kind of a kick in the pants for a bigger? You know, the big ones have played the 40 hours twice this year, and then of course for the Rams. That wouldn't be wouldn't it be funny and ironic if the Bengals and the 40 hours go back to the Super Bowl and each other for a third time. Now that would be that would be outright hilarious. I think that'd be the funniest thing in the world. Of course, I, of course, I don't have to worry about Joe Montana or Steve Young killing me. But again, Brock Purdy has has played well. That block kind of showed, kind of showed a little bit of the rookie jitters. He's against the Cowboys, but again, Cowboys have a big piece of defense. Now, Brock's going to have his work cut out even more than still like it. But I think he has a better defense than Dallas. And I think that's what I think, being honest with you, I'm on most experts. I think Philadelphia will probably, I think Philadelphia will win this game. Now, for Cincinnati, Kansas City, it, it, it really all depends. For me, it all depends on if Mahomes, how healthy is Mahomes' ankle. For me, that's the biggest issue. And that's where the biggest issue for a lot of experts. If, if Mahomes' ankle, can it, will it be able to hold up? But for Cincinnati, for Cincinnati, for Cincinnati players, guys, you went there, you did your job. You might have shut people a couple people up, but you didn't shut everybody up. I know. You shut people up. You told them, hey, you know, it's not going to be bothered on Kansas City. We got to go through Kansas City again. But in the back of your mind, we've already beaten Kansas City before. You got to do it again. But you got to do it where it counts the most. And that's the AFC Championship game. You get an all trip back to the Super Bowl. Now, 
the biggest thing is the biggest thing is if if for someone if if if, if yeah if but you can pull it off and you get past Kansas City and you need to once in a you need to win the Super Bowl because it's going to come a point because it's not going to be strong where where players and Bengals are going to make their money because you're breaking the team and then whatever chance you had to win the Super Bowl is going to go out the door. I know that Burrow's probably not going to because they're going to pay for it pretty much to what he wants. Many Burrow and I can't, and it's hard for me to knock that Burrow doesn't deserve money. It's hard for me not to knock that. But at the end of the day, if you pay Burrow all the money, guys like T. Higgins, a guy named like Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, who had a great year, I thought the Hayden Hurst, the Hayden Hurst pickup was highly underrated, and Hayden Hurst had a very good year for the Bengals. And he did a very good job when Jamar Chase was hurt. He stepped in and played for him. It was, it was Irvin. Yeah, Irvin, he was an unknown, unknown player. Burrow has a lot of confidence in Irvin and Trent Irvin. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Burrow's just playing well. The offensive line, you've given a lot of money to the offensive line. And you know, I did well to get offensive line help because that was your biggest reason why you didn't. You didn't. You didn't win the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, defense, I mean, defense is playing well, but you have to prevent your defense. You're going to lose your, you're going to lose your, you're going to lose your safeties. I think you lose one of your corners. So the answer to this question is, is you're going to start losing players. And you never even NFL team comes across that. Yeah. You start, yeah. You start winning games. You start being a so successful team in the NFL. Yeah, you're going to start losing players to free agency. Like I said, you know, team, I mean, it's mentioned. Mentioned in trade in trade talks. You know, he's mentioned going to the Packers, the Chicago Bears. Um, yeah, he's mentioned going to going to a lot of teams. But for the Bengals, guys, I get it. You beat Buffalo. Like I said, you might have shut a couple of people up. You didn't shut everybody up. But the problem, but my thing with you guys is, just shut up. Just shut up. Keep your mouth shut. Go out there and yeah, go out there. And beat Kansas City and hit on to the Super Bowl. And while you're at the Super Bowl, keep your mouth shut. If you get to the Super Bowl, keep your mouth shut. Shut your mouth. Go out there and do the job. Win a Super Bowl. Bring the Super Bowl home to Cincinnati. Because to be honest with you, I don't want to hear the talk until you go to win the Super Bowl. When you win the Super Bowl, then you can talk all the trash, all the nonsense you need to. But until then, go win a Super Bowl. Go win a Super Bowl. Because like I said before, and I've told people, I want you to win the Super Bowl in my lifetime. So basically, for my for Bengals fans, for my Bengals, put up or shut up. It's very simple. Shut up and go do the job. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear nothing else from you. I don't want to hear Pete. Go out there, go to Kansas City, beat the Chiefs. Go to the Super Bowl. If it's Eagles or the 49ers, go keep your mouth shut. Go beat them. Go win a Super Bowl. And if you can't do that, I don't want to hear nothing from you. Go do it. Go do it. Because the opportunity, because your opportunity is getting a little slimmer and slimmer by the minute. So I don't hear nothing else from none of the players. Go win a Super Bowl. Prove me wrong. Prove these experts wrong once and for all that you are one of the better teams in this league. Now, you got a tough task against Kansas City. 
Since I finished my rant and rave about the Cincinnati Bengals, let's talk about a team that did get to the playoffs, and maybe they could be the the future Cincinnati Bengals, and that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now we talked about the last episode. We talked about I guess the Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants, but we did not talk about Jacksonville Jaguars. Now Jaguars again, a team a team that was in so much. You know, it was a horrible, horrible football team last year, last season. Urban Meyer, you know, Urban Meyer, they got they fired Urban. And um, they, they were an organization that was just, was just up in the air. They didn't know what to do. They brought in Doug Peterson, former, you know, former Super Bowl coach with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And Doug, he did get off to a little bit of a slow start. But again, you know, but then again, Doug was able to change things around. Trevor Lawrence got better as the season went on. And and Jackson, you know, Jack are playing good football. And again, they, they beat they beat the Tennessee Titans to win the AFC South. And now, like I said before, when they when they went to beat them, I thought this team had the chance to be this team has a chance to be the AFC to run the AFC South for maybe the next few years, because it's still kind of a younger, a younger team. Now Certainly the ingredients, now the ingredients for Mick Jackson better as simple as this. Uh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I think the last five or six weeks of the season, Trevor Lawrence started, started to play like a guy that the Jacksonville Jaguars had envisioned when they drafted him. Now, he certainly had a horrible rookie year under Urban Meyer. It was a horrible year, and but again, under Doug Pearson, he has shown improvement. And Doug, Doug, Doug Pearson does a pretty good job with his quarterbacks. I mean, he made Carson Wentz a pretty. He made Carson Wentz almost an MVP like candidate. He made Nick Foles out. I mean, Nick Foles. He wanted Nick Foles as his quarterback in the Super Bowl. So Doug, yeah, I mean, Doug's had a chance to work with the Philip Rivers of the world and the, the Matt Ryan. And Doug Peterson, you got to remember, Doug Peterson got to watch Brett Favre close and personal you know, for many years. So Doug has Doug does a pretty good job with with quarterbacks. And Doug worked some of his magic with Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor did improve. Trevor, I mean, he did improve. There were games that Trevor still played, didn't play that great, but there were games, especially against the Cowboys, where he played exceptionally well against a pretty good defense. Now, 
he did one, like I said, he played well enough for the, you know, to win between the AFC South and beat the Tennessee Titans in an all-important game. Now, granted, he kind of came back down to earth and, and Kansas City won the game. But again, Trevor had a, at least a little taste of the playoff. And again, Trevor's a young quarterback. Certainly in the AFC, you got to put the Josh Allen's, the Mahomes, the Burroughs, the Justin Herberts. Um, yeah, just those guys alone, those four alone are, you know, are good young quarterbacks in the league. You can probably put two in there. Two, you can probably put two in there. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of good young quarterbacks in that league. I mean, you, you can even put Lamar Jackson in terms of Ravens. Um, have Deshaun Watson. You know, Deshaun Watson can be what he was you know, with the Houston Texans. There's a lot of good young quarterbacks in the AFC. And, uh, you know, for Jacksonville, there has to be a continued improvement with Trevor Lawrence. That's the one biggest thing. Um, I'd like to see him get another running back other than Travis NTN. NTN. It was kind of a question mark. When the season began, it was James Robinson. That was the number one running back, and Travis was kind of an afterthought. And then as the season, maybe a few games later, Travis became the number one guy. Robinson became an afterthought, so much so they traded him to the Jets. And, of course, when James got to the Jets, he wasn't happy with the Jets. Now, I'm sure James will probably be released by the Jets, and I'm sure James could probably hook on with somebody in this league and be a productive running back. He was for the first couple of seasons with the Jets. But certainly they need, a, they need like a, another running back, I feel, to go along with Travis, take some of that pressure off of them. Now, the one thing I'll say, the receiving court didn't exactly light the world on fire. Now, Christian Kirk ended up being an excellent pickup. I think it was his first, I think it was his first, if I'm not mistaken, it was his first year that he had was a prize wide receiver, which is certainly an upgrade. Now, a trade that nobody talks about that has not really thought that much about is Calvin Ridley. Now, Certainly, it all depends on Calvin Ridley is his suspension is lifted. I'm interested to see Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk moving forward. How that one-two bunch looks, but I know Marvin Jones. I think Marvin Jones is a free agent. You have to wonder what they'll do with him. Zay Jones played well at times. Certainly at times, uh, I think he got a one-year deal. You have to wonder will he be back? Uh, Evan Ingram, you know, he's a free agent. Evan had an excellent year, um, and again, Doug Peterson. Knows how to use his tight ends. He had Zach Ertz. He had Dallas Goddard. Yeah, and he had uh, Evan Ingram. He knows how to use his tight ends. Now, I'm sure Ingram had a good year. He's probably going to want some money on the open market. And he might be able to get a little bit of money on the open market. But for Evan, his best bet is probably to come back to Jacksonville and play with Trevor Lawrence. And because, you know, like I said, Doug Pierce knows how to use his tight ends. But again, that's the situation. As far as the offensive line, I still have my doubts about the offensive line. I still think they could use, they could add another a line there too. So as far as the offense goes, the bottom line is this. You got to see improvement with Trevor Lawrence. I like to see him on a running back, maybe a non-receiver. Bring Ingram back, yeah. And then maybe, you know, the offense could be, could be set, could be set. Now defensively, the one thing I'll say defensively, there were times that were able to, I like to see him get an all-pass rusher. Now, there were times that were able to kind of get back at the quarterback. But I like to see them with an all-pass rusher. I like to see him get a, a hard-hitting linebacker. I like to see that. And I still like to see him use a little, a little work of the secondary. There were times last year the secondary didn't play that badly, but there's times they looked pretty bad. 
and they've got to welcome the secondary. Now, the one thing I'll say about Jackson is this. They're in a division, and granted, Tennessee. Now, Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee's got a quarterback situation. We don't know if they're going to re-sign, if Tannehill's going to come back. We don't know if he'll be back. The offensive line, it needs a little bit of work. Yes, you still got Derrick Henry, but you don't have a legitimate number one receiver. You're hoping Burks will be number one guy, which is pretty much non-existent this past year. Yeah, so the receiving core is going to need a little work. You need some work on the off. You need a couple of offensive linemen. You don't know who's going to be your your quarterback going to the next season. Your defense, your defense didn't look that good last year. Now, I'm not so on the secondary. I think you need to work more more motion on the secondary. If you look at the Colts, once again, another quarterback, right? It's another quarterback. Uh, maybe it'll be a little bit work on the offensive line. You got Taylor, I get it. You got Pittman, but you still need some more receivers. Um, you still need to work on your receiver. Now, the defense is not a bad defense, really. The defense, I think, pretty much carried the team most of the last year. Now, I can see adding maybe yet another pass rusher. I can certainly see another pass rusher. Maybe a linebacker. Maybe another, 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 maybe another, another one person in the secondary. But this team, but again, the Colts. Tennessee, excuse me, Texans. The Texans have got a long way to go. But for Jacksonville, Jacksonville does have potential of taking that left up. You know, winning this division for the next couple of years. And it'll be interesting to see if the team can take the next step. They signed a bunch of free agents, and it actually paid off. You wouldn't think it paid off, but it did pay off. Some of the veterans and the signings. I mean, Christian Kirk was an excellent signing. He went out and got Zay Jones. He played benefits. He sat in Ingram. He had a good year. So a lot of these guys, these free agents they went out and got, had to fit their system. And these players that were misfits, I guess. And what was it? The, um, if you ever watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, I guess it, the band of misfits, those toys, yeah. A lot of these free agents they signed were pretty much like that, but they fit the culture of what Dan Pearson wants. And I'm sure maybe, I don't know how deep they'll get into the free agent pool this year. I'm assuming they'll probably be able to do a lot more so in the draft this year. They can kind of go ahead and get free agents. But again, my thing is, if you can sit down, maybe talk to Evan Ingram, get him to come back, at least your tight end situation is, is situated. I don't know, yeah, I mean, maybe you bring back Zay Jones, maybe you bring him back. But again, the Jacksonville team Jacksonville has a chance to be a team that can be that can be a contender, especially in the AFC South for the next several years. But it'll be interesting to see moving forward what Dan Peterson can do moving forward to make this team better going to the next season. They have a chance to win to, to win the division. And to be honest with you, they could probably get but they should get back to the playoffs, I think again. But can they win that first can they win that first? playoff game. That's going to be the next step for Jacksonville then, is to win a playoff game. Because maybe an offensive here and there, a good draft, you got a pretty solid coaching Doug Pearson. Jacksonville, Jacksonville may surprise a lot of teams next, next season. And maybe, who knows, maybe Jacksonville in time could be, yeah, maybe Jacksonville could surprise a lot of teams, catch a lot of teams. Who knows? 
Alan Jackson's got Alan and Eric Jackson will sneak on somebody, maybe win 10 games, maybe win a playoff game. You don't know. But I think a lot, a lot of things are good. A lot of things are happening in Jacksonville. And Jacksonville does have a nice little future, bright future ahead of them. Whereas it would seem like, for, it seemed like a few years ago, that wasn't the case. Doug Peterson, if it were to trust me, if it wasn't for the job that Ryan Drabel had done with, with the Giants, hey, Dougie P would probably get, might get my vote as the coach of the year. Now the next subject is, of course, again, the, the rumors continue to speculate. Now, rumors speculate that uh, Sean Payton is the highest private head coach on the, on the, on the market. Um, there's been a buzz going around that he, there's a possibility it could have narrowed down to maybe two teams. Now, I'm sure one of those teams is probably the Denver Broncos. And the other team might be, I think the other team that's come up with question is the Carolina Panthers. Now, I know owner uh, David Temper is, is pretty much willing to do whatever it takes to get Sean Payton, get Sean Payton in there. At least that's one report. There's another report that's come out that maybe he's not, that he doesn't, you know, maybe that he doesn't want to pay the high price tag for Sean Payton. But I think he's willing to give Sean Payton as much power as he needs to turn, to get the Carolina Panthers to turn that corner. I know reports have come out of, uh, come out of Denver that, uh, particularly that, yeah, the Denver Broncos were willing to pay the New Orleans Saints whatever it took to get, to get him, to get him to Denver to be the new head football coach. Now, the plot twist in all that would be is this. I know Dan Quinn, now the Dallas Cowboys are officially eliminated from the playoffs. So Dan Quinn is probably going to start doing some interviews himself. I'm sure he'll do an interview for, Den for the Denver job. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers, the Colts, or the Texans come a-calling as well for Dan Quinn's services. Now, to me, I mean, to me, I can see Dan Quinn easily going to Denver and making, and making Denver, you know, a winner. A winner once again. Now, I know Sean Payton, the word was that Sean Payton had a second round of interviews with the the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I've always thought that would be a, a kind of an interesting fit because Sean Payton could work with Colin Murray and make Colin Murray a better quarterback in this league. And if anybody can do it, Sean Payton can certainly take Colin Murray's game up a little bit more. Now, again, Again, there could be some question marks because I think because Hopkins is going to count a lot under the, under the salary cap, and to me, there's no Hopkins is subject of, of trade talks, and you have to wonder deep down inside. I have the quarterback to work with, but with Sean Payton, is you're not going to have a legitimate number one receiver, and Marquise Brown will be there. He'll probably be there number one, but I'd rather have Hopkins as a one and Brown as a two. Now, granted, Zach Gertz will come back. I believe Colin will be back. It's not that he won't have the, the, the cover would not be there, but to me, I don't know if Sean Payton's going to be perfect for the job. I like the, I like the fit with Payton and maybe Kyle Murray. Like I said, I think he could do something. If you look at it, I just don't think the Colts. The Colts are not a good fit. There's no quarterback. The Texans far from it. And the Panthers, you're in the same boat. You don't have the quarterback. So the one team that does have a quarterback is I hate to say it's the Denver Broncos. Now, Russell Wilson has been trying to recruit Sean Payton. And to be honest with you, if Sean Payton wants to win a championship, and I hate to say it, guys, the Denver Broncos is probably the best bet. 
now. And I said, I can see Sean Payton working with Russell, with Russell Wilson. Yes, because Sean Payton's had a lot of success in this league as a head football coach, not Nathaniel Hackett. I think if Payton says something to Russell Wilson, it might sink in more than that Nathaniel Hackett. Now, you have, you have one running back, Javante Williams. The whole thing comes back quickly from the ACL injury. Now, I'm not saying Javante Williams looks out in Kamara, but he's got those type of characteristics about him that can make him the type of guy that Peyton and Sean Payton fall in love with. You gotta look at it. You got Sutton, Judy, maybe Tim Bashir coming back from the ACL injury, but okay. You got three receivers. You got you got a good young tight end in Craig Dorich. Now, your offensive line, if it's healthy, it's not that bad. It's not a bad offensive line. You can make an argument the Saints offensive lines. In the time Sean Payton coached that team, probably better than what Denver has, but it's not bad. And defensively, it's not a bad defense. Grand, I can see you think they, they need a pass rusher to replace Bradley Chubb, who they traded to Miami. They need, they seriously need, they need a linebacker or two. I can see maybe add maybe another cornerback to that team. I mean, so to me, yeah, so to me, there's not much you can twinkle on the offense. I can get maybe one offensive lineman, maybe another running back to deal with Javante Williams. Yeah, other than that, I don't see how much you can, how much you can really tweak that offense. I don't see how much more you can tweak that offense. And defensively, a pass rusher, you need a, a really good pass rusher, a couple of linebackers that can sure tackle the linebacker is a, something needs to get done. But again, yeah, maybe another, another cornerback. To me, Denver is a team that doesn't need, doesn't have that many holes. If you go to Carolina, you need a quarterback. And unless you bring Sam Donald back, you think Sean Payton can pass it, let him potentially in the end. And granted, you got Foreman and Hubbard. We don't know if either one will be back next year. I mean, I know Hubbard probably still will be, but do you bring Foreman back and Foreman and Hubbard becoming one deep punch at running at the running back spot? You got DJ Moore. But after that, I mean, you got Terrence Marshall at Yale. I'm not sold on the tight end position. And the, and the, and the offensive line needs, still needs a little bit of work. Defensively, the Panthers are not that bad defensively. Not really that bad. I think the offense is what needs to be worked on. And Sean Payton's forte is offense. But again, he doesn't have the talent to do so. You talk about you talk about the Cardinals. We are talking about the Cardinals, the Colts. They're probably looking for another, for another quarterback. He's got a good running back in Jonathan Taylor. The offensive line might need a couple of extra bodies on it, but the defense is not that bad. Again, offense is something that the Colts need to work on. And again, Sean Payton's forte. The Texans. It's going to take a few years. It might take a few years for the Texans to. The Texans are going to look for everything from quarterback. You're probably another uh, another receiver, offensive line help. They got the running back, maybe Damian Pierce, and they're gonna need a little bit of help on the defense. Now the defense at times didn't play that bad under Lovey Smith. But again, I, I'm sure Sean's gonna take his due diligence. He's gonna listen to all offers. And to be honest with you, the best his best bet I have to say is Denver. Denver is about the only team if he wants to win now. Denver's team to go to win. I get it, you're in the same division with Kansas City, the Chargers, and the Raiders. Now, I can, I can, 
I can, can imagine games where Peyton versus Andy Reid twice a year. I would love that. Peyton versus Josh McDaniels. Interesting matchup. I mean, I can see him. Can you see Sean Payton against maybe Justin Herbert? Again, it, it would make it would make great TV. At least if you're if you're an AFC West fan, it'd be great TV. Now, to me, yeah, Broncos would be one. Now, to me, I'm going to say the Cardinals might be number two because you got Kyle Murray at least to work with. Now, Kyle might not be ready until maybe what. Week one, maybe. At least that's one point. He might not be ready until about week, until about week one. But again, you have to convince. You have to somehow convince the, the, the staff to keep Hopkins around. Now, if you can convince management to keep Hopkins around, then maybe yeah, that might be something that you might be interested in looking at. So the third option, we'll say the Carolina Panthers because because they have a defense, I think the defense is kind of in place, but you need to work on, but you need to work on that, but you need to work on that offensive side of the ball. Again, Sean might now, knowing Sean, he might, be, he might be able to bring in some free agents that nobody else could bring in. He might be able to make that quarterback draft pick. Again, the Panthers have a high draft pick. Does Sean go there? Hopefully he gets a lot of pull in the organization, makes a lot of, you know, Make some important calls, and he drafts a quarterback. He can again. You know, again, I don't think they'll get Bryce Young. We're going to say C.J. Stroud for the sake of argument wind up the Colts. That might be uh, Will Levis from um, Kentucky has a possibility. Who has a pretty good arm, but it can be if it can be can be heartbreaking every once he's like a heartbreaking player he can certainly pass he can certainly good one game play bad the next game but again for them it's got to be Broncos one I'm going to say the Cardinals two and the Panthers three but ultimately I think he still wants it in Denver because if he wants a chance to win right now that's where he has to go if he doesn't go to Denver my guess is Dan Quinn ends up being the next football coach and Dan Quinn's had some success being a head football coach Falcons because he did get Atlanta to a Super Bowl. A Super Bowl they probably should have won, but you know, hindsight's 2020 on that, right? But for Sean Payton, the round of interviews will, will continue to go on until until there will be a, a winner, a winner. And Sean will be back on the NFL sidelines. But I guess is Denver becomes a team that will that will pay the Saints their money and they will wind up getting Sean Payton. Now, for the last subject, we'll, we'll wrap it up and we'll talk about um, Stephon Diggs. And Stephon Diggs didn't have the best game in the world. I think he caught like four balls, limited amount of yards. And and I think he was making the complaint on the sidelines to John Allen that, hey, that, hey, I've been open a lot during the game. And I'm not saying Stephon Diggs was probably not right. He probably he could have been right. And he was getting mad at he was getting mad at Josh Allen, and you know, and Stephon, you know, Stephon Diggs was highly upset that the game was not going their way, and he's a very competitive guy, and I think he left, he left the stadium, didn't talk to reporters or nobody, and his coach didn't really have any legitimate answers. Well, I believe he came out on Twitter later on today, at some point today, and 
And for someone like Stefan Diggs, he came out and said, well, when does losing become acceptable? Now, I get, you know, no, and I get Stefan Diggs' point of view. Losing is not really acceptable. And, and in the words of Vince Lombardi, or supposedly Vince Lombardi said this, but I think it was a sports writer that kind of misconstrued Vince's words. Like, they say winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. And nobody remembers second best. And I'm sure that's kind of Stephon Diggs' point of view. But again, if you're Stephon Diggs and you had it at me and the offense didn't play up to par, and certainly Stephon probably could have stayed around long enough to answer whatever media questions are really thrown in his direction. And I'm sure there will be a lot in his direction because just just off of that, you know, just off him bumping the side on the starting quarterback. Now, I don't see trouble in paradise between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. They've been a, a pretty good hookup the last few years, and I'm sure the hookup will continue to go into 2023. But again, I get Stephon Diggs. I mean, again, if you listen to everybody else, people had Buffalo in the Super Bowl. Some people had Buffalo probably winning the doggone thing, too. A lot of people had, you know, and for Stephon Diggs, anything less than the Lombardi Trophy was unacceptable in his eyes. Now, I'm sure if, if Diggs caught one ball for five yards, and Buffalo won the Super Bowl, I don't think Stephon Diggs says anything. I don't think he would. But again, you know, Diggs kind of falls in those same lines with other receivers where you want the ball 20 times a game or something like that. And I get it. Stephon Diggs is a talented guy. And trust me, that trade that they made with Minnesota looks good both ways because Diggs has been a big factor in why Buffalo's offense has played well. And then again, Minnesota got some guy named Justin Jefferson who hasn't been a bad receiver either. So that deal worked out for both. But I know for Stephon Diggs, the point is, is this. I get it. I understand it. Yeah, I get it. You want the Lombardi Trophy. And it hurts when experts have put it in, probably put it in, in Buffalo Bills' heads that you guys were the team that could barely win the Super Bowl. And you do have the talent. You still have the talent to win that Super Bowl. Sean McGurdy didn't come out and said that. And Stephon Diggs will be probably there for Buffalo ever, to ever win a Super Bowl. Whether it's next year, next, let's say next year, Diggs will be part of the reason why they win that Super Bowl. Certainly, Josh Allen has to cut back on his mistakes. That's, that's a huge thing. But I get it. But for Stephon, you know, by Stephon, he can't leave his teammates hanging and had them answer questions for him. Now, I know the blow up on the sideline, it didn't look good. Kind of looked look, look like, look like a Terrell Owens, Antonio Brown like thing. Now, that image might not be a good image for Stephon Dix to have, but I get it. But the problem is, you'd have to stay around. And I know you want to answer the media's question. And trust me, if I was in your shoes, I'd, yeah, I'd, be, I'd be wanting to chase the media out of the locker room and say, I don't have time for this. But again, you gotta answer questions eventually at some point. And I'm sure Devon Stevon Diggs will answer some of those questions at some point. Now I don't know if Stevon Diggs went to the Pro Bowl, if he's going to the Pro Bowl, he'll probably answer answer questions if, if he's made the Pro Bowl. Or if he's gonna play that flag football game. But again, I get Diggs. I understand it. You're upset. People put in your head that you were going to the Super Bowl this year and you didn't do it. And then less than the bar the trophy was unacceptable. That's all I have time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Take care of yourselves.
I'll see you again soon.